listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. What's up, Colorado Springs? I think this will be our first episode that's not specifically about Colorado Springs. Rather, we're going to talk about a Pueblo tour that Jenny and Leah recently did. So to back up a little bit, um, as you guys know, Jenny and Leah are doing a great job in Colorado Springs. And you know, we always have clients asking about, you know, Denver's asking about Springs, they're asking about Pueblo, Springs asking about Pueblo. Pueblo's always coming up, hey, what's this market like? Should I invest here? Price points are cheaper. And as we all know, prices in Denver and Springs have gone up. They've gone up a lot this last year. And I am by no means an expert on, on Pueblo, uh, but as Jenny, as Jenny and I have been talking this last year, uh, she's mentioned Pueblo a few times. She has an interest in learning about the market, potentially expanding down there. And then just great fortune when we partnered with Leah earlier this year. She knows Pueblo. She's lived there. She has that local experience. She knows the streets, neighborhoods, and just has that, that local feel. She's so like, ooh, some of the stars are aligning here. And then specifically what happened, uh, if I can share this, Jenny, I think you had your COVID vaccination scheduled in Pueblo and you're yeah. like, damn it, I'm down there. Leah, let's go take a tour. Um, <laughs> and then now we got a really cool podcast about the market and do three deal analyses in the fourplex and two single family homes. Yeah. So thanks for kicking that off, Chris. Figured we would just kind of give everyone a really quick cursory review of what Leah and I observed during our, we called it a field trip last week. Um, so the first one was in the Belmont neighborhood, which uh, for those of you that don't know, it's pretty close to the CSU campus that's down there. It's in the northeast part of town. Um, and that neighborhood um, had a really cool established neighborhood vibe to it. Um, I think most of them were probably mid-century type homes. This one I think was uh, uh, probably in the 90s or 80s. I can't remember when this one was was built, but um, the exterior was in excellent condition. It was a little dated on the inside, but nothing that, you know, some flooring and paint can't, can't fix. So we really thought that this one was a, a very solid property. Um, I, I really liked the layout and everything like that. So just kind of going through our our spreadsheet for those of you that are just listening to the podcast and not looking at the YouTube. This is the, the standard spreadsheet that we use for, for all of our analyses. Um, it was listed at 220K. And we're just going to say about 6,500 total for acquisition costs. And then down here for initial repair costs, I have about 7,000 because I really do think that the interior um, needed some paint. There was some... Uh, fancy blue 90s carpet going on. So we might want to update that a little bit. Um, but other than that, I think that it was pretty much rent ready. Um, so we're all in at 50, 57,500. And assuming a 3.75% mortgage interest rate over 30 years, $1,300 a month in rent. And just kind of going down our, our standard vacancy, rent increase, annual appreciation rate. Those are pretty much the standard inputs that we have there. Um, 10% for property management, 8% for monthly reserves. It is not in an HOA. And we have about $900 each for taxes and insurance. So with that being said, we have a net operating income of about 10500 
minus mortgage payments. We're pretty much at break even here. So 743 for the year. I know we like to say plus or minus a thousand is pretty much break even. Um, so cash on cash, 1.3%, cap rate, 4.6%. Um, so yeah, that's pretty good summary of this home, which um, I don't really see it being too much different in terms of performance from what we're seeing in single family homes in Colorado Springs, other than the, the price to enter is a lot lower. So that would be kind of my summation on this particular property. All right. And Leah, can you give some context around the condition of property, neighborhood, and overall location in Pueblo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like Jenny said, this one is close to the college. Um, so I think that that is great um, for you know rentals and having those tenants in there. Um, and the condition was really good. And the lot was uh, beautiful. It had a really nice backyard. Um, like Jenny said, just some cosmetic updates. Um, and the neighborhood was adorable. Um, me and Jenny were like, oh, we, you know, we might want to buy this property. So <laughs> the location was perfect. It was so cute. So I'm a huge fan of, of this Belmont area. Okay. So 4.6% cap rate. I was expecting a little bit higher. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I don't know why, but I just assumed it'd be higher. I would too, but I think that it kind of goes to what, you know, a more more expensive neighborhood. You're going to have a lower cap rate. Um, You'll see when we go to the next single family home that we looked at when we're at that lower price point uh, purchase price, that's kind of when we see things get to probably what most people are expecting in terms of returns. All right. Okay. So we'll, we'll jump over there. And then, uh, so this particular property, the second single family home that we're going to go over, uh, was in the Lake Minnequa neighborhood. And I was telling Leah that it, um, the homes actually reminded me of a particular neighborhood that's in Colorado Springs. Um, they're all pretty much just rectangular two bed or three bed, um, type homes that personally, I, uh, I love those properties. They're, they're, they've been awesome for rental properties. So that, that's kind of the vibe I got um, in this particular neighborhood. And this particular home was listed at $145,000 for purchase price. Uh, so that probably got a lot of people interested uh, with, with that price point. Um, acquisition costs and loan costs, we're going to list at about $6,500. Um, and then for seller credits, initial repair costs, I'm having zero for that because the home was completely turnkey. It looked like they had uh, recently painted, redone the bathroom, the flooring, the kitchen, cabinets were all new. Um, so I think that it was pretty much turnkey in its current state. And mortgage interest rate, 3.75% over 30 years. I have a monthly rent at $1,000. That seems to be the going rate uh, for for a two-bedroom in this neighborhood based on the research I could find. And kind of going down, we have the usual inputs that we have for vacancy, annual rent increase, appreciation, tax rate. Uh, We have 10% for monthly management and then 8% for maintenance reserves. And then 
probably the most interesting part was that the real estate taxes were $450 a year. Um, that really shocked me. And then I realized that a lot of the other properties that we had looked at on Friday had very similar low real estate taxes. Cause I was wondering, is this a, you know, perhaps a senior exemption or, or something. And I believe that the person who, um, owns this property is, is a, an investor as well. It looked like from the records. So, um, I'm guessing that property taxes are just a bit more affordable down there. So then jumping down here, NOI of $8,200 minus your mortgage payments of about $6,400. We are at annual cash flow before taxes of $1,783 a year, which equates to about a 5% cash on cash rate of return and a 5.7 cap rate. So I think that's probably what more in line with what you're expecting, right, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I was definitely expecting to see like a five plus. I was, uh, I really had no idea of expectations. I mean, I, I've been to Pueblo once, and that was actually I think three years ago now, Jenny, when we did yeah. that uh, bus tour for Icor. Just coincidentally, we were both on. Um, that that's, and I, I I know very little about Pueblo. Um, so I'm curious. Before you went down there, Jenny, what was your expectations for cap rates and cash flow for like a single family home? I was thinking it was going to be a little bit higher than this, but I, I would probably say maybe low sixes um, for cap rate. That was going to be my guess, which I'm sure you probably could get, um, you know, certain areas of, of town, but just kind of, you know, these are the ones that we we picked for for these analyses. Yeah. Leah, I mean, compare this neighborhood on this property to the uh, the previous properties neighbor like what what's the difference like give us some context on there if you could it just seemed more like uniform i guess um like the, a lot of the houses looked exactly the same just those small like like jenny said stratton meadow style you know little box houses um but it was a really cute clean neighborhood um yeah just just really uniform but it's, it also is in a really good location. It's super close to uh, the hospital, um, St. Mary Corwin, really close to the hospital, really close to I-25. You just jump right on. And if you are, you know, making that commute or so it's, it's a really good location. All right. And then Judy, I know there was one other property when we wanted to go over that. I'm going to save my questions for after this. Okay. All right. So this was a fourplex that Leah found. So I'll let her take over on that piece. Yeah. So I came across this fourplex that's actually in Pueblo West. Um, so it was four units and I think they were two bedroom, two bedroom, one bath. Um, and three of them had been renovated and then one of them needed the renovation still. So the purchase price, um, was 549,000. Um, and then acquisition costs, what did we have about 7,000? Um, and then I had talked to the agent on this one and he said that his seller spent about 10,000 in initial repair costs just to renovate 
uh, one that was actually vacant. So I just used that number, 10,000 for initial repair costs. Um, Is that to so fix the, up the other unit? Yeah. So they had one that was vacant that they completely remodeled um, and they put about 10,000 in. So there was just one unit that there had been tenant occupied for quite some time. Um, and so they hadn't been able to get into that one to renovate. Okay. Yeah. So the total initial investment would be 154,000 on that one. And that's assuming standards of four flex. So 25% down. Yeah. We'll be all in for $150,000 for down payment, closing costs and to renovate mm -hmm. one unit for about mm -hmm. 100. Okay, great. Yes. So these rents I actually got from the listing agent. Um, so that first unit that's not renovated was going for 950 a month. Um, the other two that were renovated were are going for um, 1,025 a month. Um, and they, since that last one was vacant, I feel like they could push those rents a little bit higher, but we just wrote it in at 1,050 a month. So total of 4,050. Okay. And then we have all of our standard numbers in there for vacancy, uh, rent increase and appreciation. Um, and then we did add in the property management at 10% and 8% for the reserves. And there's no HOA in this area. Um, so the real estate taxes were 1658 and then we did the property insurance at 1200 And then on this particular property, um, the tenants pay for the utilities and their own trash service as well. That's great. Do you know, is this, and this, this might be a little bit too complex, is this so like a one water sewer tap? Is that how most of the multis are in Pueblo or do you know? You know, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure about that. I didn't, okay. I didn't ask him. So that's a good question though. Yeah, I'm really curious about it. Okay. Yeah. Not that that really matters for this property, but all right, continue. <laughs> I want to see the numbers on here. Cause I got, uh, let's see if my cap rate mind is on the same track. Yeah, this, this is, I'm sorry. I'm like stunned. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the annual cash flow on this is $12,653. So cap rate of 6.4. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was like stunned. I was trying, I was sending this to everyone. Like, do you want to buy this? <laughs> so I was like, this is awesome. Like Pueblo West is really growing a lot and they have this huge aquatic center that they're putting in and so everyone in that area really expects a ton of growth over, you know, these next few years. So I saw it as a really good opportunity, but it went under contract really quickly. So someone else saw it the same way, apparently. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like it's a pretty good, I mean, you know, pretty good, for, uh, pretty good multi down there. So mm -hmm. seeing this type, like, you know, a mid six cap rate, this is more what I was expecting in, uh, for Pueblo. And I didn't really thought about single family versus multifamily not gotten that detailed or granular in my mind, but I was expecting to see like, you know, uh, mid sixes, maybe up a little bit, depending on locations. Cause I know different parts of town, different type of cap rates for risk to reward. So you're telling me this is in a very desirable part up and coming mm -hmm. and we're seeing these types of numbers. Yes. 
Hmm. Yeah, that that makes this, I mean, a lot more attractive. It's in a good part of town. It's also got lots of upside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this area is really nice. So, and each of these units had um, fenced-in yards, which I thought was awesome. Now, is this one? Did you guys actually walk this one, or is this just one you saw on the MLS? Yeah, so I actually was scheduled to see it, but then the agent called me and told me that they went under contract. Mm. So I probably should have went and saw it anyway. Um, but you know, I lived in this area, so I'm pretty familiar with it. Oh, okay. Um, so Jenny, what are yeah. your thoughts on these numbers for a multi down there like this? I think that's very attractive, especially um, based on the photos of all the upgrades that were done. It was a very nicely done property, uh, turnkey. I mean, minus the you know the one unit that needs renovation, but um, I mean, kind of seems like a like an easy win in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Like the upgrades they did, I was, I was like, wow, <laughs> so so pretty. So, yeah, this one was a steal for sure. So, in terms of you know these types of numbers, Jenny, we looked at we looked at multi, which I thought was very good numbers. Single family, mm-hmm. I mean, single family is just tough right now in most parts of the country. So I'm assuming Pueblo is the same from the little bit of trends I know about Pueblo down there. Um. So anything on here drawing your personal attention, Jenny, for either your own investing or for clients from Springs and a Pueblo looking at some numbers and walking a half dozen properties? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think this multi kind of speaks for itself. That is, I don't think you're really going to see these types of returns along the front range um, anytime soon elsewhere. This was exceptional in my opinion. Um, And then I think for the single family homes, even though the first single family that we went through had pretty similar returns to single families that we're seeing um, in Colorado Springs in terms of a percentage basis, the cost to enter was considerably lower. So that is an opportunity for people, um, in my opinion. And then that second single family home that we looked at, um, pretty similar numbers to when I bought into Colorado Springs a few years ago. Um, So curious to see if that's kind of the same way that it's going to trend up all right so what's kind of like the plan going forward i'll put you two on the spot as <laughs> you know because we've been talking about this now for i mean gosh i think a couple months jenny um just hey you know pueblo especially like i said with with Lee, lisa lisa lee on the team now we have so much like you know we have a good infrastructure on there and we have a good opportunity to go there and explore it so what's the what's the plan to explore this market and eventually start showing deals to our clients? Oh, man. So <laughs> I think in terms of what we're doing over the next couple of months, and you know, Leah, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're just going to keep trying to learn as much as we can about this market and see when it makes sense for, for somebody to explore this based on their own investment criteria, their own investment goals, see kind of what it is that they're looking for. If uh, someone is looking for a pure cash flow, multifamily, and they don't want to leave the state. Well, this seems like a perfect example to me. If somebody wants to get into single family investing, but they don't have uh, you know, uh, the budget to go above 200 or so, then this is also a really good uh, opportunity, I think. Um, so basically just trying to see along the I-25 corridor, 
uh, where people's investment goals and, and opportunities lie. Is it Denver? Is it Colorado Springs? Is it Pueblo? What, what fits their long-term strategy the best? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited as you guys keep exploring this to, to learn over it, look over your shoulders, um, and just kind of really get to know, you know, know the market down there based off of numbers. So great. Any other things you two want to share before we wrap up? I don't think so. It was, it was a really good opportunity to get a tour of the city and being with Leah as the tour guide was, was awesome. So, uh, nothing on my end. Yeah, I, same. It was really fun. It was good to get down there and just, you know, get to see all the different areas and everything. It's a really charming, I think me and Jenny agree, like the houses down there are so cute and charming. Um, so it's just, you know, it was, it was good to, to see for sure. Mm -hmm. Great. We'll just keep, keep our mind open and, you know, just keep our eyes on that market. So. Yeah. So this has been very insightful to me and kind of there's two clear takeaways for everyone listening to this podcast. If you have interest immediately in Pueblo, they should reach out to, to you and Jenny, right, Leah? Yes. Go and start talking about that. Uh, Secondly, um, we are going to get a lot more data on here. And as we continue to explore the market, get a bit, get a better feel on things, we'll continue to do some of these, I don't know, update podcasts or, hey, here's we're just going to document what we're exploring. Because, you know, our job is, unfortunately, we can't change the market, but we can say, hey, great, here's what we're seeing. Here are the trends. Here's our opinion. Here's our experiences as boots on the ground. What's the right property? What's the right market for you? And that's definitely a big theme that we're working towards. I mean, Jenny and I are in the process of kind of updating a lot of the way we do our monthly market updates to give people more insight into Denver, uh, versus Springs. And now we'll start talking Pueblo and not so much versus more about, Hey, what's the right market, the right asset class for you based off of where you live and how, what capital you have to invest in. So we'll definitely keep exploring more about Pueblo. So Jenny, Leah, thank you guys so much. Thanks, Chris. Thank you.